0: Hello and welcome to the Voices of Awareness podcast. I'm Andy Taylor. At the heart of the independent inquiry into child sexual abuse, surely there must have been an awareness of how their actions and inactions would leave survivors feeling. And yet, evidently, the feelings of survivors were a lot less considered than we might reasonably assume they could have been. This podcast is well worth listening to because it brings together the voices of core participants speaking out about their justifiable concerns about the integrity of the inquiry. For the same reasons, this comes with a trigger warning. For many, this will remind you of your own frustrations of not feeling heard. And so we strongly suggest you listen at a time you feel okay about being confronted again with that disappointing reality. Consistently, ex-chairs have resigned because survivors simply didn't have confidence in them. Baroness Butler-Sloss would have had to investigate the role played by her own brother, the late Michael Havers, who was Attorney General in the 1980s. The second chair was Fiona Wolfe, then Lord Mayor of London. She was a neighbour and friend of Lord Leon Britton, who was Home Secretary in the 1984. When He was handed a dossier on alleged high-profile paedophiles, and that dossier disappeared. Wolfe resigned a month after her appointment, by which time victims and survivors were unanimous that she should quit. Here's our current Shadow Secretary of Foreign Affairs, MP Lisa Nandy, on the issue.
1: In all of the departures over the last few years, there has been a common thread of people talking about concerns about the leadership, the competency, the management and the direction of the inquiry. And as we've seen problem after problem hit this, every time it seems that the lessons haven't been learnt.
0: That was back in 2016 after the largest survivor group withdrew from the inquiry. And number 10 said they remained confident that the inquiry will achieve what they set out to achieve.
1: The critical question is whether survivors share that confidence and whether the staff working on the inquiry share that confidence, because that will be directly relevant to whether Professor Jay, who is largely very well thought of, is able to make a success of this inquiry.
0: For Shirley Oak survivors, Professor Jay also had a conflict of interest because, in their case, social workers in Lambeth are the ones being investigated. Here's their chair, Raymond Stevenson, explaining. If
1: they would have come to us two years ago and said that Alexis Jade was going to take over and she's a social worker who'd worked in the social work field for 30 years, we would never have signed up to this. We signed up to it because we believed we were going to have a judge or someone of independence and all we've got is the hashed up social service inquiry. Remember, we've been through a five year inquiry, the people in Lambeth, that's what makes it unique. We went through a five year inquiry where they identified 50 paedophiles, but only arrested three people. The failure of that inquiry meant um, our members, many of our members attempted suicide and some killed themselves. So this is not just a game for those people who want to watch from the sidelines and say, well, they should be part of it. You don't know the repercussions that have happened in previous inquiries.
0: Raymond's heartfelt voice, protective of fellow survivors, is one I really want to amplify here. Here he is, just reminding us all what it's all about. What it's about is
1: finally getting people to believe those infant cries that happened 30, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. Those infant cries, how many times we knocked on the door, how many times we went to the social services department and begged them them to listen to us. That's what it's about. It's about hearing our untainted side of the account. At this moment in time, there are too many people with vested interests some of them are on the panel of the survivors groups who have invested interest we're saying we cannot put our members through such a dangerous situation i've read 400 accounts every morning i wake up crying and i'm re i'm reliving those personal accounts of those people who felt brave enough to give me their stories Mm -hmm. so i can't allow them to be part of this process
0: and every time survivors feel let down by the inquiry it reminds other survivors how they were also let down Equally despairing and deserving of our attention and respect is Ian McFadden, another Exocor participant.
1: Through lack of transparency, lack of honesty, um, lack of, of, of any clarity, um, we have an inquiry that is is absolutely shambolic, is ridiculous. You know, we we are we're adults. We're not children. We we were groomed as children, and we will not be groomed as adults. We become re-traumatized. We become attacked. We become, um, seen as people who are unreasonable or discreditable. Uh, you know, this, this has personal, um, uh, it has personal impact on all of us. People say to me, is this being done intentionally? Is this so that, that survivors like you who question won't engage? So they can just run an inquiry the way they want. Well, potentially it's looking that way.
0: Equally deserving of being responded to with authenticity is this core participant of ICSA, Andy from Newcastle. And we've been deeply unhappy for some time with what we saw as patronage with certain people. We went, we met with the inquiry. We told them that we had information on what priest did what for the entire British Isles. They didn't want to see it. They don't, they're not interested in justice. They're not interested in the facts. Here's Michael Mansfield, QC. Um, The establishment,
1: the government, has not listened to reason. They have appointed chairs that are totally inappropriate and predictably so.
0: Now, that was only three core participants of ICSA, and I hope you'll agree that they had very good reason to express their deeply felt concerns. As of November 2018, there are only 280 individual complainants and seven groups remaining in ICSA. And then, of course, there's thousands of survivors for whom the inquiry did not hear. Sports, for example, didn't even make the inquiry. Whatever your experience of ICSA was or is, we'd like to offer everyone an equal opportunity to express how they feel about it. Coming soon, we'll be hosting a webinar on the ICSA affect, how survivors feel about ICSA. Drop us an email to have your say or book a place, voicesofawareness at protonmail.com And also, we're collecting chapter proposals for a book called The Unturned Stones, about those who were not included, those who were but felt sidelined, and the themes that were unexplored or underexplored by Ixa. I'm going to end with the voice of an ally, Lloyd Evans, a brilliant podcaster from JW Watch. He's got 91,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel, And this is from a recent recording called Ixa Part of the Problem. I've devoted months of work in compiling evidence for the inquiry, done my very best to support it, wanted it to succeed. Even now, despite feeling really strongly, uh, really badly let down, even now I want it to succeed. But they've failed us quite frankly they have failed victims of abuse in the Jehovah's Witness religion